In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the month of Kiak, and this month we celebrate the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are preparation for the Nativity Feast. And specifically today, the readings are about the Annunciation uh, of Christ to St. Mary by Archangel Gabriel. Um, one of the interesting things that we see in this passage when we read, of course, St. Mary, uh, she received this annunciation from an angel, and you can imagine if, if we were in a position like hers, where we are in a place and suddenly an angel appears and tells us some amazing news like this, that the Lord is to be born, and that the Lord is to be born and incarnate in her, uh, which is truly an amazing thing. You can imagine, because nothing like this has ever happened in the history of the world, that whoever it is that would be receiving this would have many, many, many questions about what does this mean and how is this going to happen and what is that going to mean for me and what is the future going to look like and why is this happening and so on. And yet we don't see St. Mary asking any of these questions at all. All she says in verse 38 is, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. So I'm going to look a little bit at some of the unasked questions. What are some of the things that St. Mary did not ask and how it's a reflection of her faith of her, her just uh, complete trust and surrender to God, that whatever it is that God is preparing in her is good. And there is no need for her even to know the answers to these questions because she simply trusts God's plan one step at a time. The first question that she did not ask is, how is the Lord with me? When the angel said that the Lord is with her, right, and that she is, uh, she is full of grace and that the Lord is going to overshadow her, that the Holy Spirit is going to come upon her, she did not ask, how is this the case, right? Um, we see maybe other people in the scripture that when God was speaking to them and gave them the promise of his presence, they asked this question. Gideon, for instance, during a time where the people of Israel were being oppressed by the Midianites, right? And God came to, uh, to Gideon. Uh, he says in uh, Judges 6, Gideon is uh, speaking to God. He says, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? He's saying, if God is with us, why is the enemies of God, why are the enemies of Israel prevailing over us if God is with us? You know, he looks at a situation and he asks himself, well, if the, since all of this is happening, that means how is it that God could be with us? How is it that he could be with us while we are being attacked? How is it that he could be with us while we are suffering? Also, Martha, the sister of Mary, after her brother Lazarus died and Christ came to visit them, she also said something similar. She says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. As though that God was not present with them. The reason that, that, that Lazarus died in her mind is because the Lord was not present. When something like this happens, is because God is not present. St. Mary did not question, though, the presence of God. How is it that she is going to give birth while a virgin? How is it that she's going to give birth to God himself? while she is a virgin. She didn't try to come up with all of these uh, questions. She was not looking for these answers. She simply trusted and said, what? Let it be to me according to your word. If you say that this will happen, then it will happen. If you tell me that I will be the mother of God, then I will be the mother of God. I don't need to understand the mechanism. I don't need to understand the way. Sometimes we, out of our curiosity, or out of our intense desire for understanding, is we ask many, many questions. Right? And we want to understand things instead of just saying, God, I trust you. Maybe we don't understand 
How is it that God is going to do this in her? If God were to try to give her an answer, would that have made it any easier for her to understand how something like this would happen? She didn't ask this question. Also, she didn't ask the question is, do I have to, right? God's plan always includes us as human beings in some aspect or the other. Whether it is to bring healing or to bring deliverance or to bring salvation, God asks us to do our part in the work of salvation. Whether it is for my own salvation individually or whether it is a service that I do for someone else. Even in the, 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 the Passover, the first Passover that happened in Egypt while the Israelites were still slaves, when God was giving them this promise of salvation from Egypt, and he instituted this Passover. Even then, he, he asked the people to what? Take some of the blood of the lamb that they had killed and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they, were, where they eat it. So even here, even though God was their protector, God was their Lord, and that he could save any of the Israelites who were in Egypt, and yet he still asked them to do something. He asked them to take the blood of the lamb that they killed, the sacrifice, and to put the blood on the doorposts so that, so that they would be saved. Okay? Other examples of this. Naaman the Syrian. He was a man with leprosy. God told him, go and wash in the Jordan River for you to be healed. Uh, the man born blind. God told him to go and to wash his face in order to be healed. Uh, Lazarus, whenever he was dead and Christ were to resurrect him from the dead, he told the other men that were there to go and to move the, the, the stone from the tomb. The feeding of the multitude, he, told, he, he received the five loaves and the two fish from a boy, and then he told the disciples to work and to, 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 to make the people sit down and to distribute the food. So in all these ways, God asks us to work. God asks us to do something in this process of salvation and in the will of God to be done on earth. He asks us to work. Of course, here he asks St. Mary to do work. He asks St. Mary to do something, to give of her life. She actually gave of her entire life. Whatever path her life was going before this point, it completely changed. Completely changed. And the path, the course of her life would never be the same again. And even though this is a great honor, of course, to be the mother of God, but it also brought with it a lot of suffering. It brought with it a lot of sacrifice. It brought with it a lot of changes and things that she couldn't understand or predict or know or control. So she submitted her entire life to God and offered herself to Him. And she never asked this question is, do I have to? Do I have to do it? Can't you choose someone else? Like Moses did at the burning bush when God called him to go and preach to the Egyptians and to tell them to let the people of God go. And Moses responded and said, send somebody else. Send somebody else. I'm not equipped for this work. Go send somebody else. And he wanted God to choose another. St. Mary did not do this. She did not ask God to send anyone else instead of her to tell God, you know what, I have a lot of things I have to do. I am very busy. I am not the right person. I, I, I have, you know, whatever excuses that we make in order to avoid doing the work of God because we know that there's other people, you know, maybe there's other people in the church. Why is it that I don't come and serve in the church? Well, there's other people to serve in the church. You know, I don't need to be the one. There's always somebody else. There's always someone else we can point to and say, that person can do it instead of me. And I put the burden on someone else. St. Mary did not do this. She never questioned her role. She never questioned what she was called for. She never tried to deflect this on anyone else, but she accepted that this was God's will for her life. Another question she never asked 
is why me? Why did you pick me specifically out of anyone else, right? Why did you choose me? Like we said about Moses, right? Please send somebody else. Send, send somebody else other than me. I have other things that I need to be doing. I, 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 not only does she have to do it, but she has to realize and understand that she is uniquely qualified to do it. That God was preparing her from her birth for it. Sometimes we don't realize what God is preparing us for. We don't understand how God is using the situations in our life to prepare us for something. And while we live our lives and we go through the various challenges and experiences and circumstances that we have in our life, we don't necessarily connect any of these things together until God manifests in our life something that he's calling us for, that we look back and now we see, oh, this is what God was preparing me for the whole time. Example of this is Joseph, Joseph the Righteous. He was sold into slavery by his brothers, and he lived as a slave and a servant in Potiphar's house. He was eventually thrown into prison, and during this whole ordeal of him being rejected and living as a slave was about 14 years, right? Throughout these 14 years, at no time did he realize that God was preparing him to be the savior of the world in the sense that he was going to distribute food, to store and distribute food so that during a time of famine, the people would not starve. Okay, he never, he never understood why did God allow all of this to happen to him. It was only in that moment when he gained his position in order to be the second in Egypt that he would, be, that he would know that he was called by God into this. So it was important for, for us to think to ourselves, not why me, not why is it that God has chosen me, but to accept that God is preparing me for something. In whatever situations I have in my life that maybe I do not see the, their outcome and I don't understand why that this is happening, I, I tell myself, God is preparing me. God is preparing me for something, some great mission that he is calling me for. Maybe not as grandiose as St. Mary or as grandiose as Joseph, but he is preparing me for something important that I must do in order to fulfill the mission and goal that God has given to me. Another question she did not ask is, what is in it for me? What is in it for me? St. Mary is an example to us of someone who had a selfless service. Right? She gave up everything that she had and gained nothing in return. There was no earthly reward for St. Mary in anything that she did, but she sacrificed of herself in every possible way, and she sacrificed her own son in, 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 in the pain that she experienced at seeing his crucifixion and everything that she went through. Compare her to, to others, right? Compare her to others that we read about. The Pharisees, right? The Pharisees were servants of the people, supposed to be, right? But what is it that they were after? All they wanted was authority and control. All they wanted is, is power. That's why they did everything. That was their motivation for everything. Ananias and Sapphira, these were two people who lied they told the apostles that they sold all that they had and gave it to the church, but actually they kept some of it for themselves. What was their motivation? They wanted to be praised. They wanted to be seen as generous people who gave up all that they had. And there was no obligation for them to do this. They, could, they didn't have to give up all that they had. And yet, that's what they said in order to gain reputation, to be prominent, and so that's what they did. What is in it for me? Simon the sorcerer, he was a magician. And after he saw the apostles perform miracles, after he saw the apostles lay their hands on people and the Holy Spirit come upon them, he desired to convert. 
But what was his motivation for converting? It's because he wanted the power, this power that the apostles had. And he even wanted to buy it with money. So again, what was his reason for doing this? It was, it was something selfish. He wanted this power for himself. So it's important for us to look at St. Mary in this way and to see that she gave up of herself completely. She gave up of herself completely. There was nothing in it for her whatsoever and she did not ask this question. When the angel came to her, how will I personally benefit by, by doing this service? She didn't ask this question at all. And so we look at ourselves, say, if I am asked to serve, if I, if I am asked to serve in some way in the church, or if I'm asked to serve my family, or if I'm asked to serve someone in the community, do I ask myself this question first, is what is in it for me? How is it that I will benefit? Or do I selflessly, like St. Mary, offer myself for this service? The next question that she did not ask is then what? What happens later? What happens then? If I, if I accept this, what's going to happen? What's the future look like for me if I accept this service? Right? Which, which is a very valid question. She could have told, asked the angel, well, tell me what's going to happen, and then based on the answer, then I will decide whether I will accept this service or not. Right? But we don't see this question. She just says, let it be to me according to your word. God reveals to us his plan one step at a time. Nobody, nobody at the time of Christ, nobody even of, of Christ's closest uh, apostles, closest confidants, none of them fully understood the plan of salvation. None of them understood what was going to happen. St. Mary didn't fully understand what was going to happen. She didn't even ask this question. Okay, um, Those who work with God know that he does not reveal all of his plans all at once. And we see this in our life. God reveals one step. What is the thing that he wants us to do now? How should we live now? And then tomorrow, how should we live now? And then the next day, how should we live now? Every day, it's now. What do I, how do I live now? What do I do now? What do I accept from God now? And eventually, he will reveal what it's all been about. But St. Mary did not ask this question. In Ecclesiastes 3.11, it says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. No one can see the, the big picture as God sees it. No one can understand everything that God does from beginning to end. Each of us is given one little bit, one little slice of, 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 of God's complete plan of what he is doing. And he asks us to be faithful in this, even without full understanding, even without the big picture, even, even without understanding why this is happening or why you are calling me for this. The last question that she did not ask is, what about? Meaning, what about somebody else? What about, what about, what is going to happen if this happens? What about other things that had nothing to do with her, right? What about the apostles? What's going to happen with them? What about, uh, you know, what's going to happen after the, the, the resurrection? What about this and this, right? Sometimes we, and when we're doing any kind of service, we ask and compare ourselves to other people and we say, well, what about this person, right? What about this other service over here that I have nothing to do with? What about, you know, how this service over here is running and operating that I want to be involved in it, even though it's not mine to be involved in? Uh, we see an example of this also in the scripture where St. Peter was speaking about St. John. This was at the very end of the ministry of Christ um, on earth. And uh, we read in John 21, it says, Then Peter, 
turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. This is, this is John following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? Like Peter is asking Christ, what about John? What's going to happen to John? Okay. Um, Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Like, like whatever it is that, that Christ was doing with John, Peter had nothing to do with it. Like, stay, it's not your business, okay? If I will that he remain, and this is referring to the idea that St. John was going to be alive to see the revelation, right? St. John is the one who saw the revelation and wrote it down for us in the book of Revelation. If he will that I remain, what is that to you, right? Peter was interested to find out what was going to happen to another, and Christ redirected him back to himself and said, just focus on yourself. Don't focus on what other people are doing. Just focus on yourself. St. Mary did not ask how she was part of the bigger plan of salvation and how she connected with anybody else. All she, she knew is that God called her for a position, for a role, for a task, and she fulfilled that task. She didn't try to go and investigate everything else that Christ is doing with everybody else. All she said is, I will do according to your word. It's easy for us to be distracted and even derailed because we see other people doing certain kinds of services and we begin to be uh, like, like very interested in what it is that they're doing and try to get involved in what they're doing. But there Christ was telling us, just stay focused on what you're doing. And our service doesn't have to necessarily be service in the church. It could be something at home. My service is God has given me to serve my family. My service that God has given me is to be faithful in my work. My, my service that God has given me is to be a good friend to somebody. These are all different services. Focus on what it is that we have and not to look at what other people are doing. So we see here that St. Mary accepted so humbly and so simply and without question the mission that she was called for when the angel appeared to her. And we learn from her simply by her silence, which is one of the, the great things that we learn from St. Mary all throughout is, is her silence. That simply she accepted without questioning, without arguing, without, un without understanding, without needing all of the answers. She simply accepted and trusted in the Lord. And this is one of the great things about her and actually why the Lord chose her to, be, to have this great mission is because she would simply humbly follow him in whatever she was called for. So may God grant us that we would also have this desire to follow the Lord and that we would trust him so much that we don't need the answers, that we don't need to know what's going to happen tomorrow, but that we trust that every day God will be with us and protecting us. And glory be to God forever. Amen.